Hello, Doobie listeners. My name is Adam Venrick, and you are listening to The Coffee Hour. Today's guest is someone we have heard from before when I was doing my Halloween special month. Um, she is the founder of the Denison Group Stories on the Hill. She is a dear friend. Uh, Doobie listeners, please welcome Genevieve Feaster. Genevieve, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you. Um, as was mentioned in my intro, you are the founder of the group here at Denison University, Stories on the Hill. What is Stories on the Hill, Genevieve? So Stories on the Hill basically is a committee uh, under the Denison Community mm-hmm. Association, or DCA, and what we do is we record stories, books, poems, things of that nature in the public domain mm-hmm. for um, really anybody in the community who wants to listen. Um, right now, our, a lot of our audience and part of the reason why the group was founded um, was to send the recordings to like nursing home residents or people in assisted living facilities Um and um, libraries, things of that nature. Um, so people there can listen to them as well. And yeah, we basically, it's, um, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty laid back, like read aloud program. Um, you just uh, can either like pick your own space to read in or you can um, uh, ask to reserve a space and I, can, and I can go online and reserve that. But yeah, it's basically just you in a room sitting and recording. Um, uh, your chosen story. And then we also get together for live events uh, on like special occasions and holidays. So that's always fun too. That sounds fun. Um, Genevieve, you mentioned a term earlier. I, I think most of my listeners would know what it means, but for those that don't, uh, what is the public domain? Yeah, for sure. So the public domain is basically this, um, I, I love it when I, when I um, started to explore it more. It's like this uh, collection of written works. And I think it also applies to like music and um, different things of that nature too. But for us, it's books that are no longer under copyright. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly that includes um, books published before 1926 um, when the copyright has, um, you know, now expired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how we're able to create the recordings because we do post them to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So everyone in the community can enjoy them. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a way to avoid any copyright infringement there. Of course. What are some of your favorite things that you've found so far? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. So, um, as, uh, as a child, when I was little, um, I loved list- I loved reading the Boxcar Children series by Gertrude <laughs> Chandler Warner. It was like one of my favorites. Um, and I was very excited when I was doing research for the club, and I found out that um, Gertrude Chandler Warner, the author, had actually written um, another version of the Boxcar Children before um, the one in the series. And that version was published in 1924. Mm. So it was in the public domain on the site we use called Project Gutenberg, mm-hmm. um, which is where we get a lot of our texts. And I was like ecstatic when mm. I found that out. Um, so I just finished reading that one and I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and I right now I'm reading um, one of my favorite classics called The Enchanted Barn by Ooh. Grace Livingston Hill, mm-hmm. um, which is like, um, like a romance uh, set in like the 1910s and 20s 
Um, so I really enjoyed that. And I also always enjoy the things we read for our holiday reading. So we've done like the legend of sleepy hollow mm -hmm. and the Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. We just did, uh, Irish fairy tales and folklore, Ooh. which was fascinating to yeah. hear those. So, um, so yeah, those are some of my favorites. That sounds wonderful. And I remember, because I've worked with you before on this a, a couple of times, I remember you had early on in the inception of this project um, conceived it to be something that you would send to senior centers. Uh, and I think you mentioned that earlier. What, uh, what inspired this project? I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess kind of it got kind of got started or I started thinking about it um just after high school because I uh since about like freshman year of high school I had been volunteering at a uh local assisted living facility mm -hmm. and uh I always loved going there and I uh read to I read books aloud to memory lost residents mm -hmm. um there and of course then I was reading like uh, I, I could read things that were copyrighted and would read them aloud. Um, and it was really, it was always a really great experience because I, I enjoyed reading the books aloud. I was reading some of my favorite stories and I was so happy to share, um, uh, them with the residents. And, but it was also, it was also really amazing to see the residents reactions as I read, you know, I, I, I got applause a couple of times, um, or just, even if it was just like one smile mm -hmm. in this small room of people that I was reading to, I would, it would just make my day, um, to, to know that, you know, I had hopefully boosted their spirits in some way. Um, and cause these are people who sometimes don't, don't get, um, a lot of company, of course, um, or a ton of visitors. And, uh, then when COVID hit, uh, of course I stopped going, um, mm -hmm. because I, I didn't want to spread anything to them. Mm -hmm. Um, or put them at risk. So I stopped going, but, uh, I, from there, I guess I started thinking, well, is there a way to do this where I can continue it? Um, like virtually, cause my school had been doing some things with YouTube and video recording and, um, for like the end of the end of the year. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, what if I, I did this with stories? Yeah. And, um, so I started doing that during the summer before my freshman year of college, uh, and I started recording books on camera and uh, sending them to the residents. And I got um, a lot of positive feedback from the, the, the wonderful community coordinator there, um, uh, you know, saying that the residents were enjoying it and they were having a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I really got started as just, um, you know, during COVID, they were more isolated than ever. And I wanted to do what I could to kind of boost their spirits and keep them entertained. Um, and then when I came to Denison, I was like, well, you know, maybe there are more people who might be interested in doing this and maybe we can make this like a larger group project and reach out to more organizations. Um, so from there, I just pitched the idea to like my advisor and DCA mm -hmm. um, and they were absolutely wonderful and, and helped me helped me make the committee. That is really cool. And can I just say, like, on a personal note, I think that that's. That's a really heartwarming story. I, um, I, I, not to go too into it, I have seen the inside of some of those memory care wards. I agree with everything you were saying about it. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really wonderful, Genevieve, that you, that you were so caring to, 
aged people and people in memory care wards especially, because I do think that medically speaking and socially speaking, we, we don't always um, do the best job of providing for our aging population. So that means, that means a lot, I think. Um, what has it been like? I'm so curious because I've actually never started a club. Um, what has it been like to sort of build this from the ground up? It's been, uh, it's been a really, really cool experience. Um, it's also been pretty challenging, but, um, in a, in, in a good way. Um, so the actual process of forming the club, um, I was, uh, I, I was working with, um, like, uh, Susie Kalinowski and, um, a bunch of representatives in, um, DCA mm -hmm. and they were, I, I first reached out to my advisor cause I didn't really know how to reach out to, and she was wonderful and connected me to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were just, um, it, it really took off from there. I pitched the idea of what I wanted to do with the club. We had a couple of zoom meetings mm -hmm. and, um, and they, you know, they decided this was going to be, um, this was going to be a new club that I would, that I would be the chair of or a new committee under DCA. Mm -hmm. And, um, from there it was just about, uh, a lot of it was like recruiting members. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my, I didn't, my, my roommate is also an English major and okay. we're also friends. So okay. I, I left her little choice. I was like, come to the first meeting. It'll be great. Uh, you know, join if you want from there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, I kind of, I, I, I nudged, nudged her to come. And then from there, I just, uh, you know, I s spread it by, by word of mouth, tried to get the word out. Um, and now I, I've, um, I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm a pro by any stretch of the imagination with technology, but I've gotten a little better about learning how to like schedule things on the Denison website and display posters and stuff on like the my denison little carousel um and so i think between that and posters around campus really helped with recruiting and just people people spreading the word about it um uh who are already in the club and um so yeah it's been it's been interesting to uh to, to uh, in terms of like garnering that membership um and we have right now we have a really great group of people mm -hmm. um and um, I've always been, I, I, I've always felt really grateful because we always have um, uh, such like a big, great group, especially um, that turns out for these live events mm -hmm. that we do as well. Um, and so we have, we have people like who go in and out because of busy schedules, but um, we get a lot of people who, um, who come together for these live readings as well. And it's, it's really heartening to see that um, people, you know, people, people care about this and, um, you know, want to want to be involved with it. It's really it's it's really humbling and amazing to see. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been a rewarding experience, but um, definitely an initial challenge of garnering that membership. I, I would imagine I, I want to talk about the live events really quickly and then I want to talk about um, what the live events might look like going forward. But um what is it? Uh, what has it been like to watch those live events develop? I know you did, as you said, Sleepy Hollow um, and A Christmas Carol, and I know I. Uh, spoiler alert! I was involved with both of those. Uh, that they, they were a lot of fun. Um, but what is it? What has it been like for you to watch those events unfold? 
Well, first of all, you were wonderful in oh. both of both of those. So I wasn't fishing for, for that, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I I really I was yeah. Scrooge, listeners. I was Ebenezer Scrooge. You were Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But uh, but do go on. I'm sorry. I'm good. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, yeah, Sleepy Hollow is the first live event we did mm-hmm. last October, um, and honestly, it was very daunting mm. um, because you know we had uh, you know we we had weekly meetings and we had people recording, uh, like I said, individually in their rooms. But this was the first kind of event that we were all coming together to read and perform something. Mm. Um, and uh, added on to that, it was also it was also going to be live. Mm-hmm. So the uh, all of our, um, I mean, hence the name. All of our holiday events are, are live events. But um, and so it was the first time we were all going to be together. And um, the first one was on Zoom, or I think it was yeah, it was Google. It was Google Meet actually, mm-hmm. and. Um, that one was a lot of, um, it was a brand new experience for all of us. So it was a lot of working out technology kinks as we went. Um, uh, DCA actually let us borrow a microphone for free, mm-hmm. uh, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. So we passed that around. And um, I, again, not the most tech savvy person on the planet. So I had some some of our wonderful club members helping me um, stumble through setting up sound and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure everyone was on the Google Meet. So yeah, that one, that one, um, I think went well, and it was also a great experience to learn kind of what worked and what didn't. Um, and so we learned like we had we had trouble like recording over Google Meet, and we, um, you know, we learned kind of, um, you know, what worked best for sound and sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a really fun performance and also a really great learning experience mm-hmm. um, for, um, for me. And then we did uh, a Christmas carol, right? which was, I was so, I, I, I've been so grateful for everyone who's been in those live events, but uh, in all of these live events, but my goodness, that a Christmas carol was like, weeks in the making because it's like a it's a full text and you know cropping it down to um you know about like an hour hour and a half yeah um which which you adam helped with i did Um, a little bit so much for doing that not as much as i should have but um yeah that was a full show as i recall like that could have been a play basically um but Yeah. yeah And I, and I felt so, I felt so particularly grateful because that one was such a huge time commitment and I was so grateful that everyone, you know, was able to make it to rehearsals and, you know, rehearse their lines and, um, you know, put so, put so much time and effort into it was amazing to see. And we, we even had people like come up with their own like impromptu costumes. Mm -hmm. I know like one one um, of our our wonderful narrators who was narrating the ghost of Christmas um, future, like she pulled up this black hoodie over her head <laughs> to be like the hood. And I was like, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Um, and we had, we had stuff like that all across the board of people getting super creative with their, uh, you know, Zoom backgrounds and, and costumes and things like that. Um, it was amazing to see. Yeah. And, um, and that one, we also, we, we did that one over YouTube live. Yes. Um, so yeah, we were all on zoom and then we streamed it over YouTube live, which, um, from what, from what I've garnered from like my parents and people who watched it, um, and who participated worked really well. Um, 
it, it was also terrifying because <laughs> I had never done anything on YouTube live before. Yeah. And I had to watch, I had to watch so many videos of like how to link a Zoom meeting to YouTube live. It's and really make sure hard. I was using, it is hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, make sure I was using the right email address and everything. Um, and I, I emailed people for help um, who were like, um, you know, tech specialists at Denison. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of like, you have to copy and paste like a stream key and a URL and, and all of this stuff. And I was so terrified I was going <laughs> to mess something up in the process and it was not going to like stream or show up. It almost didn't actually. Um, oh, no. There was, there was one like five minutes before the performance, there was one, there was one hiccup where I like, I just, I had, I had to click on a different button. And so for a second, I freaked out because it wasn't working. But mm-hmm. then again, people on this committee are brilliant and helped fix it. Um, so that one actually, that one actually went um, r- r- really well from what I, from what I saw, everybody did a wonderful job. Um and um yeah and it was and that one was all virtual of course because we were um it was during winter break Mm. and um so that worked really well um very surprisingly we had like very little trouble with like lag time um with sound which was something i was worried about but that went well um so that one that one was a that one was a blast to do um as well and um and we, we, I think we're up to like 120 views on YouTube of that performance. Um, so that, that was also amazing to see. Um, and yeah, just see people have fun with it. And then the most recent um, couple we did have been the Valentine's Day one, which was a collection of romance stories mm-hmm. um, and excerpts, mm-hmm. um, which you also read um, Shakespeare sonnets in, I believe, right. and did a wonderful job. With. I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was again on zoom cause it was like a smaller scale event. Um, and then our most recent one with the Irish fairy tales and folklore was, um, uh, what was just that short stories, um, from Irish mythology, mm-hmm. um, and, and poems, a couple of poems as well. And that was really fun. Um, we had a lot of people decked out in greens, uh, sparkly leprechaun hats and, and necklaces. Um, so again, that one was, that one was really fun to see. And that one was again on YouTube live, which was um, definitely less scary this time now that I had kind of um, kind of worked mostly through the kinks. So um, yeah, the live reading events have been quite the journey, but um, they've, they've really honestly been so fun and I'm so grateful for everyone who's involved with them. That's amazing. I have two more quick questions before we go. Um, so as of, a few days ago, there was an announcement made that uh, all Ohioans will be eligible for the COVID vaccine beginning on March 29th, I believe. Um, looking ahead to next year, um, what do you think? What do you think the events are going to start to look like as COVID begins to settle down? Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah. that's a great question, um, and it's going to be it's definitely going to be really interesting because this was something that was, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, conceived in COVID and for a COVID era. So it's, I'm, I'm really excited, um, to see how it transitions, um, post COVID. Um, I think we'll probably still do some, um, like virtual or recording things for, uh, you know, for, for, um, 
people in like nursing homes or assisted living facilities who okay. are, um, you know, have to have to stay have to stay in one place for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely, definitely keep that up. But I think it could also open up for some of our live events to also have to some extent um, small in-person audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so potentially, uh, yeah, cause with, with COVID, um, we, it's, it's always fun when we can like get together, um, in, in person, like we did for sleepy hollow, yeah. but COVID has made that hard. So, um, or harder. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be cool to be, all be in the same space and, um, be with like a small audience, um, as we're recording and just do like. uh, I guess a live performance that's really live in a sense. Um, And for, as in like, you know, for an in-person, in-person audience, um, at least in part. So I think that, um, and, and my mom, my mom actually uh, suggested that as well. um, A while ago, she was like, after everybody gets vaccinated, you, you guys should like do in-person events um, on, on like a small scale. Um, Mm -hmm. So kudos to her for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Um, but so, yeah, that's definitely something that that we'll be looking at and mm-hmm. potentially having those audience members be like, you know, members of the Denison community um, and uh, and th- and things like that um, would be I, th- I think I think would be really, really cool post COVID and just being able to do more of those um, more of more of those group events together. Um, I think I think is something that would definitely be an exciting possibility. I agree. Um, lastly, before we go, Genevieve, you yourself are an English student and a writer. Are you reading slash writing anything interesting these days? Ooh, Mm -hmm. um, thanks for asking. Um, (laughs) so, uh, I was, it's interesting when I was in high school, I was like, sort of, I, I, I've always loved reading and I was sort of into audiobooks in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and with like college and reading for class and stuff, um, I've had less, less time to read sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I do, I, I have gotten really into audiobooks since going into college. So sometimes like I'll listen to them while I'm eating breakfast or while I'm brushing my teeth. Um, or, you know, things along those lines. And I know I just finished um, a really good stories. I've been into a lot of children's literature this year. Um, just traveling, traveling back to my touch, my childhood and reading some, um, some new books as well. And I just finished, finished a series called Al Capone Does My Shirts. Yeah. Um, which is, um, it's an incredible series by Jennifer Childenko. And, um, it's, it's a children's book, but it's about a boy who lives on Alcatraz, this Mm -hmm. like 10 or 12 year old boy, um, who exchanges secret messages with Al Capone, um, which is a topic I, I was like, I, I, I'm just blown away that she was able to approach that in a children's book. Um, so, (laughs) and, and do it so well. So I love that. And, um, what are, um, I finished the Watsons go to Birmingham just recently mm-hmm. by Christopher Paul Curtis, which was, um, so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that one. And, um, yeah, I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm also reading All Creatures Great and Small. Yeah. Um, right now, because I saw the TV show and I adore it. Mm-hmm. And um, in my experience, the, the book is usually better. So I'm excited to um, see what that's like. And then also The Westing Game, which is another book from my childhood. I love The Westing Game. <laughs> it's so what good. a good book. Yeah, really. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it really is. I, I really recommend it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of in terms of writing, I'm always, I'm always a bit scatterbrained with my writing. But right now I'm working on a um, story for my creative writing class about a female train conductor in the early 1900s. Ooh, yeah. So, so yeah. But yeah, thank you for asking. Of I hope course. that didn't go too long. <laughs> Not at all. No, this is actually the perfect amount of time. Um, actually, and Genevieve, I'm going to let you go now. So thank you for being with us and giving us this time today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, it's always great to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Always, It's always great to talk to you as well. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. And doobie listeners, that was Genevieve Feaster for Stories on the Hill. I am Adam Venrick for the doobie and also Stories on the Hill. It's been a pleasure to be here with you this morning, and I will see you in the afternoon.